See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Hello, all you out there in podcast listener land. This is Slow Robot Agogo, show number nine. My name is Mal. I'm coming to, to you from the land of K-pop and ice cream that comes in tiny little bags. It's pretty glorious. Actually, the one thing that I can say is single size uh, ice cream here in Korea is really something. It's a uh, we lack in that technology because in America we only have like the like the little cones or the um, like the the bars, you know. And here they have all kinds of like ice cream in these freezers. It's awesome. Okay. You know, every now and then, life throws you a curveball, and you don't understand fully how awesome uh, something is, you know. I started the week out with the um, intention of doing The Wizard of Mars, and when I, I, I did my homework, you know, looked it up on the internet, looked at blah, 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 and then when I sat down and watched the movie that I have, the copy didn't have audio, and I was like, oh no, so I contacted my, my, uh, source of all this awesome information, Val, back in the States, and said, hey, can you get me a copy of that with audio, he said, yes, and what happened was, um, he had sent me a couple different, um, or he, he, he basically processed the the the, the uh, movies and sent them to me, but the way they came through the connection, I got um, a movie called The Colossus of New York first, and uh, it takes a while to get these things, so I knew I had a few days before I would get The Wizard of Mars. So I said, well, what the heck? I did, you know, I'll just do the homework on on uh, classes of New York, and I'll do, you know, Wizard of Mars, you know, late, you know, a couple days from now. No harm, no foul. I started reading about Colossus of New York, and I was like, how have I not seen this movie yet? Um, it's glorious. And later I'll explain why this, um, this chance that I got to see this movie has really changed my life, and uh, I'll, I'll get into that further, or I'll forget, and then you'll never know, so send me an email if I forget. Okay, so basically the plot of Colossus of New York is a genius humanitarian, Jeremy Spencer, uh, is killed in a, in a, a truck hits him, <laughs> and he, re- he just received the Nobel Peace Prize for apparently being awesome, you know. They, the movie starts out and they're showing these machines that he's made and all they're really showing is like a pretzel bending machine and the the the, the script is kind of like 
oh, such a genius, such a great guy, he's so smart, you know, his father just is like ladling on this admiration for his son in buckets, you know, and, uh, and how 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 brilliant and he's like you know he's like all these Nate rattling off oh he's like Einstein he's like this and that and the other thing and I'm like wow really uh, pretzel machine anyway so this guy wins you know Jeremy Spencer wins the Nobel Peace Prize for awesomeness and he lands in uh, uh he land they land in New York and he the whole family's there and this kid throws a one of those little planes like those little um, balsa wood planes with the um, rubber band uh, propeller on the front. Oh, can you go get it, Daddy? Or, you know, and, and, they, and so the, the Jeremy Spencer, being the genius humanitarian, runs out and apparently being a genius doesn't mean... It means you're so smart you don't even look both ways before you cross the street. He runs out, does the astonished 50s, ah, deer-in-the-headlight look, and whap. Big truck, blows the horn, kills him. So... His father goes off. Um, I'm going to drop in the audio, and then I'll pick up after that. Because basically the next shot is, you see this Jeremy Spencer laying in a coffin. And I, I had to laugh, because like, he's in the coffin in, in, you know, in his, in his, at his service. And he, like, there's a bandage over his head. You know, like, no one noticed that the top of his head was gone, or, like, they wouldn't have just reconstructed his head. There's, you know, there's literally, like, a bandaged corpse in this, in this, uh, coffin. So, as this, as the brother's giving the eulogy, <laughs> the dad actually just, just, just screams, no, and, like, storms out. I'm gonna drop in that audio clip, because it's, it's freaking hilarious. And after this, this, um, the storming out and the plot, the major plot point, I'm going to go ahead and then I'll come back and we'll pick up from there. So enjoy the father in the original Darth Vader. No! A great man. A great scientist. One of those geniuses who enlarge the horizons of human knowledge. A man still young. His greatest work still before him. We are tempted to think that his was a tragically foolish and wasteful death. This freakish accident seemingly so meaningless. And yet we must believe that in his infinite wisdom, there is a profound meaning in the loss of... No! No! Like Darwin's, like 
Michelangelo, like Da Vinci, like Einstein, I suppose all those great brains had been allowed to continue their work unhampered by their bodies. Think of the advance in civilization that would be. No, no. No, I believe that every man, and that includes every great man, is the product of his mind and body. It's through the divine spark of the creator that the interconnection of body and mind is achieved through the soul. Oh, now, don't speak to me of antiquated notions like a soul. I mean, you're a scientist. Can you measure a soul? Can you measure it? Huh? As a scientist, I believe that any brain unable to feel hunger and cold, pleasure and pain, love and hate, any brain, divorced from human experience, must become well, dehumanized to the point of, of monstrousness. You are an idiot, an idiot. I tell you that in the brain and in the brain alone lies the glory of man, the ability to think, to create, and these, well, these go on eternally. I tell you that the brain is supreme, it is immortal, and I can prove. Professor, please, wait, you, wait, wait, wait. This is merely a theoretic discussion. Yeah. Okay, maybe I oversold the no, but I sure laughed a lot when I heard it. Uh, when, because the father gets up and storms out of his son's uh, eulogy, and yes, I wish it would have been a more of a no, but yeah, I swapped that out of my brain. I do that a lot to you know punch movies up. So okay, so basically, then you also heard the major plot point being. Oh, no, you know, the two sides of the story. Wink, wink. Guess what happens next? Right. The father is busy working in his lab. And this is a straight-up 50s, you know, lab behind a secret door with the things in the background, you know. It didn't have the uh, electrodes things, which I always like my labs to have those electrodes that go, you know, up the two, up the two, uh, like, antenna. So they failed me on that one, but it was a straight-up laboratory. And lo and behold, the crazy father, who is obviously has a man crush on his son, took the brain before the uh, before the uh, burial. Why, you ask? Well, of course, to put it into a gigantic robot. So they are busy. At first, they just show this brain floating in a in like a, a a fish tank, you know, with bubbles coming out and uh, lots of, like, fishing wire hooking up to various machines. And, um, you know, and when they ask it a question, it, it answers, it responds. So it's alive. So then they put the brain into this gigantic robot with gigantic... Um, hands and I mean, it's a really it's a it's an awesome robot it's not like a uh it's not your typical square robot or 50s style robot it's a it's a looks like more of a human than than a robot and it has like a kind of a weird tapestry toga thing going on and it has big glowing eyes and uh it comes to life and then it you know it it wants it it basically says, you know, kill me. It it, it doesn't want to be alive. Um, he's self-aware, and he knows 
all this other crap. You know, he knows what it, what he is, and he'll never get to see his wife and his kid, and blah blah blah. Oh, in the meantime, <laughs> the brother swoops in like a vulture on the on the the uh, son and uh, Jeremy's uh, w- wife. You know, now she's a widow, of course. He's like t- trying to take her out, trying to take her to Hawaii. You know, he literally like he is swooping in on that quick. I was like, hmm, okay. It's not usual that you see a brother hitting on the the wife, you know, at the funeral. But I I wouldn't have been surprised. So basically, you know, uh, I think his name's Billy. The brother is Billy, or yeah. So the the father's um, makes this robot, and and of course he needs the help of his of the son uh, because the son is who who's a specialist in making robots. Just whatever. Bear with me. So okay, so the father and son are working on this project to keep this genius humanitarian uh, Jeremy Spencer alive. You know, via robot. And he is, and the and the robot starts out kind of, um, you know, working on his stuff, working on his humanitarian awesomeness, and you know how to feed starving people and all that crap. And then, uh, but slowly he's going nuts, like not going nuts, but slowly he's like losing humanity, losing his humanity. He's becoming uh, erratic and mean-spirited and, you know, then he finds out that his brother's trying to tap the, uh, tap the ass of his, of his wife, you know, and all that good stuff. And this giant robot goes out and talks to the son, um, oh, the son's Billy. That's right. I'm sorry. Billy is the son. The the the. That's not. Yeah 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 yeah. Sorry. Robert, Doctor John Robert is the brother. I think. Who cares? Just it doesn't matter. So basically, Billy is the son. Uh, that then the giant robot comes out and talks to Billy. And long story short, you know, is the robot starts killing people. Uh, he has like his eyes put people in trances his eyes put uh can be used as death rays i don't know how like these powers just manifested themselves they they weren't made by like the robot technician brother or the the uh man crush father these these were just these just kind of came to be so uh he comes he does a lot of slow moving the robots always have these powers, but I really don't, I'm never like, even like fandom creeps or like this robot, I'm never really afraid of them because if something's moving so slowly that you could basically like lightly jog or speed walk away from them, not that scared, you know, I don't know, some dude with a crane would just come up and pick it up and throw it into the water, so, but but anyway, um, he's slowly losing his mind and slowly becoming evil, and, um, and in the end, you know, uh, the oh, that's the other thing. When they built this robot, they put a they put a kill switch on him, where he couldn't reach it. You know, it's under his like right arm, or I'm sorry, under his left arm. So you you know, it's so you could pull it down and it would deactivate him. And end scene: the the robot crashes through the wall. He's lasering people with his death eyes, and 
Billy, the son, Billy runs up and says, what, you, you, you're so mean, you're so bad, and he's like, you must kill me, Billy, blah, 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 so then the, the kid pulls the, the, the kill switch, and the robot falls to his death, and the end. Q said, music, credit roll. Now, this is a really good movie. I mean, this is like a really good movie. It's... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's one of those things where you watch it, and, and it does talk about a lot of stuff that are meaningful. You know, who? what is man? Is man just a, a, a brain, or is it, you know, all your body, your soul, your, you know, the soul, which is what the scientists talk about. Damn it, man, you're a scientist. There's no soul, blah, blah, blah. So it does talk a lot about that stuff. And it's also very cool um, how he starts out... Um, trying to be good, and then slowly loses it. You know, I I would definitely suggest everyone wa- at least watches this, but I would say this is a buy. Plus, it's going to be four ninety nine, and it's going to be have like four other movies on it, like The Wizard of Mars. So when I, had, I alluded earlier that this movie changed my life, and I'll explain why. See... Originally, when I died, I wanted to have a will that said I wanted to, like the eulogy to be read by clowns, and I want midgets and fireworks and crazy shit. Like, I want my my death to be like almost like an insane show, you know, like knife throwers and people on unicycles and just insanity. And then I watched Colossus of New York, and I said, No, wait a minute, that's what I want. So now, because I've seen this movie, I have to change my will to say yes I still want the clowns and the midgets and the and the fireworks and the insanity for my for my funeral but secretly I want my brain taken out and put into a giant robot now or robot as Zoidberg would be saying on Futurama so I want to be a gigantic colossal robot running around Florida uh, with laser eyes so thanks to this movie I have new direction in life I will be putting that in my will, and I demand it. I at least want the pickle jar with my brain floating in it when robot technology catches up to, you know, that standard where I can walk around and be angry and shoot lasers out of my eyes, then that's what I want. So, that is how this movie changed my life forever. Yay for that. Um, It was kind of funny and goofy. Like I said, they really did, they hammed up that, like, genius humanitarian stuff. To the level of like, oh my God, the, shut up! You know, you you almost like, wow! You just they, the the father just kept on rattling off all this garbage, you know. But you kind of, I mean, I get the point. Okay, he was a great guy, and the dad loved him. I you know, I understand that. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you're watching the movie, and it's just it, it's a very fun, very cool sci-fi movie. It does talk about a lot of stuff that. Back then, you know, transplants and stuff like that would have been very, like, science fiction. Now, of course, you know, I'm not talking about brain transplants, but, like, even just doing that kind of stuff. Even, like, talking about um, trans or taking body parts and putting them into other things, that's, that, that is less science fiction than you think now. You know, we have heart transplants, we have all those other face transplants and shit. So I think, you know... The the movie was a little bit ahead of its time with that kind of stuff, and uh, and it has a good story, so you know, it's a fun. It is really a fun movie to watch. Um, 
I did. I usually like my robots a little bit more clanky and weird looking, you know. But eh, for a low budget affair, this was a very solid, very good, uh, good movie. Uh, let me. I have some. I have an email about it from our friend Val. Let's see. Uh, he wrote, "I love Colossus of New York. What a cool robot!" With Artemis Gordon from the Wild Wild uh, from the Wild Wild West, Ross Martin, um, also starring Mala Powers, one of my favorite sci-fi actresses. She was also in The Unknown Terror, another B B movie classic. The Doomsday Machine, and just about every TV show in the 60s. Uh, if you don't believe me, look her up on IMDb. So, okay. And of course, most important of all, she is hot. So there you go. And Eugene Laurie, the director, also made The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms with effects by Ray Harryhausen and Gorgo. Two great giant monster movies. I do have to get some Ray Harryhausen on this movie, on this podcast, because, damn, he is the king of all kings. So, thank you very much, Val. I know he, uh, Val already sent me the, his Wizard of Mars email, too, because he knows I'm going to probably do that one again tonight. I get in a role here where I, like, oh, you know, I can't, um, like, I just start doing them, and I love watching these movies so much, I just jump on it. So, okay, thank you very much, Val. Um... And I guess that's going to wrap it up. I don't have a lot of comments about this movie. or It wasn't as silly as I thought. Um, it was a really good sci-fi movie. I mean, I really dug it. Uh, it was one of those where you watch it and, and it's very, it takes you back to a different time. And, you, you know, you just kind of... There's some stuff that did make you laugh, you know. with Like, again, with the, the dad just having the man crush on the kid and all that other stuff. But... Um, I would definitely recommend to go out and at least see this. I know that th that this has been used in, um, I think the Futurama did a spin-off of it, and I can't remember. Oh, uh, Robot Chicken comes to mind, where they took the brain and put it into a robot, and it went wacky. Um, so this de this movie definitely did influence a lot of other popular culture. Um, to some degree. Now I know this, you know, I know putting brains into big robots is not. This isn't the only movie that's ever done that, but I I guarantee that this was watched by the people that 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 uh did some work for Futurama at the very least. So okay, that's all I have today. Um, I'm going to I have to get to work on my site because I'll tell you what I keep saying this stuff but I don't do it. If there's any artists out there, I need a slow robot uh, logo, uh, preferably a 50s-looking robot that looks retarded. And um, I'm going to add another podcast. I always mention, please make sure you go to um, bunchofdorks.com uh, for uh, another podcast I'm attached to, and or, or look them up on iTunes. They are on iTunes. Please follow me um, on my travel blog at kimchiagogo.wordpress.com and of course please make sure you keep checking out slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com um, I want to add three of my friends from uh, back home have started up their own podcast for the comic book lovers it's two dimension podcast 
www.blogspot.com. Uh, I'm not sure how many shows are up. I know one was up earlier this week, but it's uh, it's just going to do a lot of reviews. They have a lot of good ideas for um, you know graphic novels, that kind of stuff. I have a couple that I would love for them to review. Um, Lady Snowblood. Uh, I have all those graphic novels, and I think that's one of my favorites. Uh, but I also have a couple others in mind. If they are ever looking for some ideas, I will be happy to give them feedback. So make sure you check out our friends at two dimension pod two dimension dot com. Check me out at my various things that I've already mentioned. And if you have any comments, questions, or you have some of your favorite movies you'd like me to do, please send me the comments. I will. I would love to hear them. Okay, thank you all very much. I'm going to close with the end scene after Billy shuts down Colossus and he falls to his death amid screams and chaos. Enjoy, thank you for listening, and I look forward to uh, doing Wizard of Mars next week. Okay, bye.